Hey there. Happy post New Year's and all that stuff. I don't have to be happy about it. You can't make me. Well, Greetings. You don't, I don't, I, mean, I can't make you be happy. But I'm not gonna. The, I'm, I mean, I'm real mad. I'm real mad about it. They say happiness Uh-oh. is a choice, so this is your choice. I'm choosing to be this way. It's an internet user. A live <laughs> internet user. Oh, no, Hello, one, my boy. name is Chad149, and I think that your knife sucks. Great. Mm-hmm. Can you prove this? No, but I certainly feel that way. I certainly feel that way, <laughs> and I've got to tell you all about it. I always think to myself when I see some of these comments. If you're, well, a lot of them probably don't have one, but um, I was going to say, if your significant other saw you doing this, what would they think about it? They, would they mean, like, they I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that my <laughs> my person I live with is a complete idiot. Like, <laughs> this is the conclusion uh, I came to. I've said before how I now, more often than not, look at a thread, think about typing a response and go, the world can live without my opinions here. And choose not to share my entire life on the book of face or any of its offspring. You know, it's it's you got to save that for the podcast. Yeah, I I kind of came to the same conclusion. Like, you know what? I'm done talking about whether the Timmy is a tombstone or not. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Believe it if you want. That's fine. I don't care. You can't. (laughs) And again, I'll I'll blame the the COVID for the the, the one day where I tried to be helpful on the internet and it just ended up being a complete shower of shockingness. Um, I did well to avoid (laughs) saying any swears there. Um, I see. I see. Yes. See what I did there? I Uh, do. But yeah, talking about internet users, it's the appropriate time to give a big shout out to... um, Ryan Burke and Steve from 60 Cycle Hum, because they they took up the shield for us, Bri. They went and they did a podcast, and they kind of said what we've said, which is stop blaming Wampler for the fact that people are flipping the Tumnus, uh, the Germanium Tumnus. Or insert or any, any company. Pedal, that, yeah. yeah. You mm-hmm. know, Blake's fancy wooden EQ pedal, whatever That's, you want to flip. Whatever, yeah. If you pay the silly money, people will keep buying them and flipping them at the silly money. If you don't buy them that's for the, the silly yeah. money, the price goes down, and then it's normal. That's the, that is that's absolutely the trick to all this. If you don't pay that kind of money, the price will come down. We I mean, we saw this in real time with the Bad Monkey Saga, okay? Yeah. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Josh Scott made the video. Suddenly people decided that their bad monkey was worth a thousand dollars and they posted them on reverb. Some people bought them for these inflated prices. It caused all kinds of wackiness, but you know what you can get a bad monkey for now about 90 bucks. So, yeah, I mean, which is a little more than it was, but it's not a thousand dollars. You know, I still wouldn't buy it. I would publicly say that if a person is like, is, is the, Silver tumness with germanium diodes that much different than the gold, like enough to pay six hundred dollars? Absolutely not. No, no way in the world. Well, I'd like to correct you. That's why you, you there, priced Mr. it where you priced because it in the first. Oh, <laughs> it's silver. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. Have you seen the paint color it on is, it? It is do beautiful. Not, do not pay that much money for for a germanium tumness. Don't do it. It's dumb. It's a, it's a bad use of money. 
Instead, so, invest in guitar lessons. You'll if you better. thought it was that much better than the original, you would have priced it that much better. But you priced it where you priced it on purpose. Yeah, cause because the diodes cost us a little bit of money to get, so we had yes. to charge a little bit more for it. Yeah, yeah we charged a little $600. bit more. But not, yeah, yeah, it's not that, yeah, that's <laughs> that, yeah. Also, see why I'll, you know, never buy multiple clones. Like, yeah, gonna I, and also, gonna I, I expect the Tumnus to c- carry on being one of our best-selling pedals, because the standard Tumnus is such a great pedal, and... This is a, you know, this is a lovely little flavor of it. It's a lovely little flavor that's got onto 38 pages on a certain gear forum uh, over four weeks. So <laughs> it is probably time we retire the conversation. Is it still going on that forum? I, I think it's slowly died out, Bry. Um, uh, someone may just come and resurrect it with their necromancy skills at some point. But That's true. Uh, I, th- true. I, I think it's... Uh, dead but i actually had something really useful happen as a result of the internet this week and it blew my mind well actually it didn't but uh i was responding to some of the wampler pedals um posts and someone had noticed that in a um post i'd made about the ratsbane where i'd used my duesenberg as the backdrop for the pedal i'd restrung it incorrectly because there's a little stop bar and you put the strings under the stop bar and then over the bridge and then up to the fretboard. And I remember reading this in the instruction manual. Never, never, ever forget to do this thing because it will result in punishment forever. But I forgot and I strung it up. And remember I was saying to you guys, it was kind of weird. I had to keep adjusting the action up because the, uh, the, you know, the, the string was slipping off when I was bending it and I finally got it right and it wasn't tuning right. It's because I am a massive doofus and I'd completely <laughs> forgotten. Like, the, I immediately looked at a photo. I was like, he's right. I've done this incredibly. So, thank you, mysterious um, Wampler Pedals Facebook poster. You made me feel like I am a complete idiot because I am. But also, it's a simple mistake to make. And I was able to quickly pop the same strings out and restring it with the same strings, which Blake was probably shuddering about right now. <laughs> they don't no, even it fine. for like a week. I, I've I've done it a million times. Don't you worry. Until I guess this is another thing about the kind of a similar subject. Um, I I've I've extolled the, what I feel to be the virtues of locking tuners multiple times on this podcast. Though most of my guitars don't have them, the few that do, I really like them. There is one problem with a locking tuner, and it is when you try to do what you're talking about. Now, you can get away with it a few times, but I've found once you've bit down on the end of your string multiple times with the locking tuner, eventually there ain't nothing to bite down on anymore, and um, you're going to have yeah. to replace the string. That's- and luckily, Duesenberg use open hole vintage style tuners with a little modification, uh, which I really love. I actually think the vintage style tuners with the open hole that you plop the string in I can restring one of those quicker than I can locking tuners. And and, and that really? shouldn't, yeah, that shouldn't make any sense. But once you've done it a number of times and you know how many kind of inches to cut off on each one and how to hold the string, I will say it's not true of the, the B and the E string. Those two always take longer on vintage tuners because you've got to wind them with tension constantly. But um, yeah, I, I, I generally prefer drop-in vintage style tuners these days. I'm just a really happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like uh, I like my locking tuners and my tellies. I like them. They're just yeah, they're I, just they're just so nice. 
Yes, you know, I, I, love them. I like to put Floyd roses on all my beep bender tellies. Oh, I saw something else earlier. That's fine. I saw a telly <laughs> where the bo- <laughs> where the body had been mo- modified, Bry. It, right, the, the telly was in two parts. I don't know whether it was a telly. It was a solid body guitar. It was in two parts, and the entire um, kind of bridge was on a roller, and that roller was connected to one of the parts. So if you squeezed the guitar, it would mm-hmm. bend the pitch of all of the strings up. Hmm, and then that if was you crazy. Go I it, saw that. Yeah, and I thought, there it is, Bryce. There's there's your E to E bender that you've been looking for. You can bend whatever string you yes. want with that. But Bry, it looked like it had been made literally using some sort of off-the-shelf parts and a couple of door hinges. And I thought, who do I know who's handy with a framing hammer and door hinges? Why? (laughs) It's Mr. Rumpler. I'll need some Stanley hinges and maybe a couple doorknobs and maybe throw some... Some L braces on that on that dude right there. That's right. Got to have the L braces. We'll make mm-hmm. that thing work like like nothing you ever seen before. Tell you what. That's right. <laughs> St- Stanley, I-, I wonder if this is a phenomenon over there. Probably not. Are you can talk so- about the drinking cup. Everyone's obsessed with the drinking yes, cup, and I had to say, I only down learned with- about it today, and you're talking about it. What's going? Get it- out of my I- head. I had to sit down with my family because my wife's like, this cup, I'm not buying one because I have all these cups, but like, what? Is this like the biggest seller that Stanley's ever had? And I was like, people have no idea how huge of a company Stanley is. This cup, I'm sure, has helped their revenue. Stanley is massive. I was like, hey, um, this giant building we drive by over on the highway over here that says Stanley Infrastructure on the side. Is is this the same Stanley? Is it that brand? It's the same Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, the The, toolbox is Richard's holding. Yeah, Stanley's got tape measures. Stanley's got automatic doors that open when you go into hospitals and stores and stuff. Stanley has everything. Their main source of revenue is probably not cups. I'm and sure. don't forget Boston. So you have all kinds of power tools as well. That's right. But I yeah, read they're something. They're a huge company. I read something, and this is why it's kind of doing the rounds, that a friend posted that was apparently some marketing guru. And apparently this cup didn't sell well initially, but they noticed women liked it. So instead of being like, but we're Stanley, we make stuff for men, they went all in and created different colors for, for the ladies. And it is sold in phenomenal numbers and is their number one selling product. And the guy's a marketing genius. And the moral of the story was, you may not know when you are sitting on a golden product. Which is why I'd like to tell you all about the special edition Metaverse that's coming out tomorrow. No. <laughs> it is, but only in my head. I thought you were going to in go with dog color. green. I'd like to tell you about mm-hmm. uh, this special dog collar for sale this month. Well, your I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be segueing like... Paul Blart marked mall cop here, but uh, <laughs> the UK HM, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs, today announced that eBay, Vinted, and Depop have to report information to the tax department about anyone who's making more than essentially £1,700, so about $2,000 a year on those platforms which means if you're not recording your activity as a business, they can come after you for tax, and they'll tax you at the highest rate if you've not got anything to prove. So this could kill one of the final flipper markets, because let's face it, if you're buying a pedal for $200, 
and you're selling it for $600, your profit on that is vast. And the taxman wants his or her or their chunk of that money. And now eBay have to send it to the UK taxman and other European countries as well. I think it could, you know, could kind of be like what's happening with Reverb for for eBay. Um, glad I sold my Paul Reed Smith when I did. I've only got yeah. banjos and ukuleles left. Well, definitely don't go after larger companies that have a lot of tax sheltering and write-offs. Don't do that. No, go for the nope. little guy. Yeah. Every time, So Brian. much easier. So much easier. It's infinitely Because cool, the little guy's not going to fight. That's right. Yeah. Not have a lawyer, or at least not a team of lawyers. So Right. Um, no, they they did the same thing in the U.S. last year, and then they extended it out to twenty thousand um, dollars. So, and it's that way for twenty twenty three as well. Um, but supposedly that's the last year. Next year, it's supposed to be if you make more than six hundred dollars on any platform at all, uh, they're going to report it. So it's such a difficult. Be prepared um, to account for that in your taxes. It's a it's a really difficult thing to account for, though. What if you got something that you can't remember how much you paid for it? We'll be right back. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. What do you do? You'll have to keep track of that and itemize now. So. Mm-hmm. But that is such a, a hey, I can't. You know, there's I, another option. There's another option. Yes. And it just involves kind of looking a little closer at larger businesses and maybe yes. saying, yeah. I don't think we can write all that off Mr. Bezos. I don't think we can do that. But right. I wanted to take this very oddly shaped rocket into space. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I now own a space company. Um. Yeah. Therefore, I can write off the entire galaxy. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That would be some. We need tax a space exploration company. Well, that'll that, solve our problems. That's the. You know what? That's 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 exactly what we need a chasing tone space exploration company. That's right. I like this. I like this. Then everything's a write off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I see mean, you, Bezos. To be said, I'm coming for you. As a content creator. In this industry, you are able to write off a lot of things against tax. Uh, the, I mean, I think the only way to improve our situation, boys, is if we also become like food content creators. Ooh, you know, you can post about me food. Wait, 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 wait. So, yeah, Blake's onto something here. <laughs> you, you think I'm we need to have a accident? We, huh? we need to have a food of the week discussion on the chasing tone podcast. We exactly, can. it's we the all tax write off. This week, we need to buy one week's supply of milk and butter and <laughs> test <laughs> our right. milk and butter. You I know, like we have it. talked about milk and butter fairly extensively on this podcast. <laughs> actually, 
right, my, so my local dairy thing. We got the whole. We discussed the the different costs, and we discussed the weird naming of your milk stores in the UK and all that stuff. What? It all we counts. don't have weird names of I, milk stores. Yes, you do. Oh, look, here we're talking about it again. Ah. Well, we can definitely write some of that off against uh, peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter and yogurt. You can write off some peanut butter and yogurt. That's for damn yeah, sure. That's I right. Mean, you you can write off an infinite amount of it now, and and it seems Blake can write off the entire Milky Way galaxy as he's claimed ownership <laughs> of that. So I I I have negative money because I write that's it. Always the best position. I mean, that reminds I me of do have negative money. Uh, very much negative money. Please send me all your money. Mine's because I pay bills. Yeah. Mine's because eBay has just closed the very last source of income that I might... I don't even sell that much to to probably hit that threshold, but <clears throat> allegedly. Just make sure that's I said. love the, the Kramer and Seinfeld interaction when they were talking about write-offs. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but huh. he said but it's a lot of stuff, but like the the gist of it is Kramer's trying to get uh Seinfeld to do a scam and he's like, It's fine if it's, it's a write-off for these big businesses. And Seinfeld says, Kramer, you don't even know what a write-off is, do you? And he says, No, but they do, and they're the ones writing it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a uh, shame that's that show <laughs> went the path that did I hear it's the last ever season of uh curb your enthusiasm so time to catch up Bri um I think we talked about mm. that previously watch yeah, all the did. episodes with Leon yeah. on them the, all the episodes with Leon so look mm-hmm. you said some stuff last week on Me? on the patron yes you about some sort of 30 day guitar challenge oh, I'm not gonna right. lie I glazed over at that point because it was basically <laughs> just a, a big advert for you making money. No, it wasn't. And then loads it's of people have contacted me. for me giving things away. Well, not what are you giving away, and how money. can I get some? Uh, if you go to our website or our YouTube channel, the Stringjoy one, we are doing a... We just we realize we talk about gear constantly on, on the Stringjoy sh- channels, too, which is fun, and everybody loves gear. That's why we're here. But we never talk about playing really over there. It's kind of dumb, but like the main thing we do is play the guitar. So we came up with a, basically we're calling it a 30 day guitar challenge for like a new year's resolution type thing. And so we're releasing a video every single day on our YouTube channel featuring, uh, my friend Eddie there in Nashville. He's a second player. Oh yes, I made the really distasteful joke about his name and felt like a massive knob afterwards <laughs> i'm just gonna let everybody know that was real time and if brian didn't edit out which he probably didn't uh i apologize for being a knob last week but you know i was uh, still a little only little. patreon knows yeah only That's patreon right. knows. That's um good. but yeah he's he's a killer player and he's done a lot of stuff over the years so we got him to put together a course for us because he's also taught guitar for like 20 years and um he did a great job and it'll be it, it's not just like for super advanced players or beginners. It's just good stuff to remember. Like we focus on vibrato, bending to pitch, you know, sliding into notes and just different exercises you can do like that, that you kind of probably gloss over. So you can go there. We're doing it every day. It's all free and it'll be up uh, every day during the month of January. So there you go. There's my advertising. That is a cool promotion. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question though. Would I learn per chance to play the solo from a certain song about a oh, God. Oh. avian creature 
that was no longer shackled by its chains. <laughs> I'm sure you could apply some of the methodologies to accomplish your goals. Mm-hmm. This this pleases uh, me greatly because no. <laughs> No New Year's, or at least New Year's Eve celebration, Bri, is complete without somebody asking you to play Freebird, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about the gig yeah, first while Blake gets to the Widdly bits. Sure. Freebird! Yeah! Freebird, brother, play it, Freebird! Play it! Get it up! Oh, God. I need another Miller Lite. <laughs> yes, there was some some birds that were freed via the so guitar. You played New Year's Eve. I did. Mm-hmm. Where where did you? I don't want to give the exact location so people can stalk you. But give me the geographical of, uh, coordinates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your latitude and longitude? But it was no, a, a, it a was bar, a bar or... in central Indiana. Excellent. Okay, what size I've bar? I've mentioned it before. It's it's a it's a it's a bar in Morgantown. Okay, the name of the place. Yeah. All so, right. Um, it's a it's a little small place, so it's you know like the, a locals only sort of thing, and uh, there's probably it, it was packed with maybe forty or maybe forty people, maybe, maybe. Okay, I mean that's forty said, more hey, people watch, than watch me Give me some of that free bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. So yeah. So so. Someone just kept wanting it and wanting it. And I don't have to sing it. So the guy that uh, really kind of quote unquote runs the band, you know, in other words, he's the one. Which, which band was this? Was this Ben's band or? No, 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 no. This is not Ben Gerald. This is uh, Rick Innes, an old, oh, old yes. friend yeah, yeah, from yeah. years <laughs> ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, years and years ago, back in the 90s, we uh, were all from an area in, in Martinsville called Green Township. And there is an area within Green Township. Hold on, called, wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. Martinsville's big enough to have areas? Well, technically, I'm from an area called Cope, but there's like no post office or anything. <laughs> Cope. <there. laughs> C- Cope. Yeah, Harder. seriously. C-O-P-E. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's no, like, it's not an official town. It's I got just, you. you know. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so it, the part of this town is called Skunk Holler. And so uh, years Hold ago, on, you're from a, a place called, called Skunk Holler, man. Greentown and a place called Skunk Holler. Skunk Holler is in Skunk- Greentown, right? I'm just checking. Gre- Hold on, Green Township. It's a township. Township. Right, so oh, Skunk Holler is in Green Township. Is it next to Northern Lights and Cali Cush Hills? <laughs> <laughs> and Maui Wowie Valley? Maybe. 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 No, I mean, because there's, it's very hilly here. It's not flat like most of Indiana. It's more like more like uh, southern, like Kentucky, like northern Kentucky. Okay. And um, so anyway, so there's, you know, a lot of hollers. And there's an area that's called Skunk Holler. Because mm-hmm. there's like, apparently a lot of skunks back in the day. Sure. Years ago, back, you know, in the 1800s. So, and bears. There were bear here, bears here, too, at that time. Anyways, um, so we created the Skunk Holler Band. And just, uh, you know, on and off over the years, we get together and just play a little thing here or a little thing there. Nothing major. Like, we don't play out every weekend. Maybe two or three times a year. Nah, probably three or four times a year. But here is my question to you. When was the yeah. last time you'd played that solo? 
probably it may have been several different new years before that it might have been several wow. years ago so it's how, been a while how well would you say you know that solo like if i, I know, asked so, you what percentage of the exact same notes did you hear what percentage would you give me okay so let, let me let me just uh set the scene here so this is a song that none of us like to play yeah band. like we just don't like to play it. it's a it's a just to be kind of a boring and song to play. Anyways, so I usually do like the first, I don't know, the first minute of the actual solos. And then after that, like I get completely bored and I start just spacing off and thinking about other things. And so I just start doing, you know, little licks and little country stuff and, you know, just anything but the actual solo. Because the actual solo repeats itself so much. I okay. do that part, but I don't do the I don't do the ending parts just because. So, so you stick with the key phrases. You make sure the key phrases the door again. Because what the my guitar phrase, yeah, teacher yeah. always so tells the, me yeah. is, yeah. if you're playing the solo to like a guitar person song, you know, a no. song that us guys who love the guitar would know, but maybe our partners may gloss over when we take them out. He's like, the least you can do is play them an accurate solo, so they know. They're hearing something yeah. they've heard before. Yeah. But, so like, but there are obviously yeah. lots of songs where... Yeah, like, so we, we do Sweet Home Alabama, for example, and I play those solos verbatim. Right. To play them exact. But there because are lots of songs to. as well where you, you just get to right a... Right yeah. Like, again, an, it's, another it's like good example playing... is All Right Now by Free, which is <clears throat> actually a really simple solo, but if you don't play it note for note and it it changes slightly between the single and the album version. You may as well not bother with the whole song because it really is like it's part everything. of the song. It's too yeah. much, too much of a part of the song. Yeah. Whereas with something yeah. like "Back in Black," I think it's like um, "Freebird." You can kind of do the first bit, which everyone's waiting for. Then you can kind of go up to where you feel like playing, make it sound really, really awesome, and then go back to where Angus was playing. And it, I think it still sounds good enough to most casual observers. Most. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's also a lot more fun to play like that because I'm with you. It's so dull. Like to play like the Hotel California solo, like note for note, is a lot of work. And I, I get bored of it. I want to just go off and do my own thing. But I'll always come back for the Widdly Widdlies at the end. Uh, good. Well, I'm glad you got to see Freebird. Have you seen the guy playing Freebird on the drums? He's got like a set of yes. highly tuned... Oh boy, have I got sent that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> likewise. Um, thank you all 348 people for sending that to us. <laughs> yes, it's lovely. I do it's appreciate it. But it's a great bit of drumming. It shows you how musical a good drummer can be. Um, oh yeah, it was impress very impressive. And I think uh, next time you do the Freebird solo, Bri, I want you to play that version. I don't know if I've seen that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, Nobody I'll sent you that. Hmm. Just, just. No, you I, me, I've been making an effort to kind of stay away from the general internet, like from the from the world, really, Bry. I mean, I get a <laughs> notification on my phone every morning, <clears throat> which tells me Brian's username. I will, for anonymity's sake, I will randomize the username so it it tells me that Chunky Peanut Butter Lover Forty Two is online uh, and that happens every <laughs> oh, you're thinking day. xbox yeah yeah, yeah. you're thinking xbox so, yeah, yeah yeah when i come in for the night i play a few games of xbox Just play a, a little bit of a shipmas on uh, 
Modern Warfare 3. I haven't played Modern Warfare for two months, Bri. I've been totally... Well, I've been playing State of Decay 2, which is a zombie-killing, like, building, stealing vehicles game with my friend Chris from school, and I love it. It's brilliant. So much fun. Never heard of it. Uh, it's an I haven't played Modern Warfare out. in like uh, um, 17, 18 years. Which you know, is amazing because I don't yeah. think it was even out then. That's why I haven't played it for that, at least that long. I am, I am worried about how old I am. And this will get worse, by the way, as <clears throat> both Brian and I are facing significant birthdays over the next 24 months. But um, I threw away a box over Christmas. Exciting podcast content. Uh, but oh, I, threw- I love that. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of bo- what kind of box oh, was, was it? It was a box full of padded envelopes that I used for my eBay business. Really? But, uh, I still Robbie. had some of the padded envelopes, and the box was from 2014. And I looked at it and went, "This box is 10 years old now. This is terrible. I am just a massive hoarder. At least I used words similar to hoarder. I'm sure." Um, anyway, enough about my. What color was the box? Huh? Yeah, let's yeah, hear more about get, this box. Yeah, how many plies of cardboard are we talking? Boutique boxing here. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it was two ply. It was corrugated. Um, it was approximately two foot. By eight inches by eight inches. Mm. You'd have now, to was it U corrugation or was it V corrugation? Because that's important. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. over here in Britain, we use B corrugation. So everything looks like it's a little British symbol. I'm lying. <laughs> that's funny. We use a, a eagle corrugation here. That's so right. Yeah. It's just we call it freedom shape. corrugation. Yeah. Yeah. We freedom. use <laughs> AR 15 shaped <laughs> corrugation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god i didn't go out on new year's eve this year i mean we weren't feeling great so i finished off a bottle of single malt and watched jules holland's hootenanny um do these words mean anything to you bry a bottle Uh, of single malt yeah that means something to me right good fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. i have no idea what in the hell you're talking about are you aware of who jules holland is do you know who jules holland is nope let me tell you firstly you would love him he is a British boogie-woogie piano player, um, very famous for playing with pretty much everybody. But he has played in the band Squeeze uh, and some other famous uh, acts. But he's famous for having a rhythm and blues orchestra, which he tours around playing, you know, good music. And he has, every year, a New Year's Eve show where he brings guests on and Every year I get new artists by watching it and then forget to check them out. In, in the following year, I just like add them on to my playlist and then never listen to them. But it's like a British tradition. No. So what? No. We, that's how we see the, the clock come in for New Year's Eve if we're not out. Me and Anna will be watching that show. Suddenly it will go 10 and then count down to uh, the traditional number of zero. Uh, and then the pipers will come out, and then it's New Year's Eve. What do you guys get? Um, I don't know. Drunk? <laughs> I was quite drunk. Hammered. I was dancing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so we got the Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve thing, but it's honestly, <laughs> it's it's. A, I think his name's probably Richard. Actually. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I like him already. It's when you hear people talk about, and I know you're going to make a joke about this. The ball drops, and then like everyone's like, "Hey, happy new year!" And 
I don't know. I've watched that like twice, and it's only because I was sick and couldn't like go do anything on New Year's. But oh well, well when you're older, that will become a regular thing because that's where yeah, we yeah. Are. You'll get you'll, you'll do that more and more as yeah. you get older. Get, I'm get, not going to watch that. Really Honestly, I've watched it. I've watched it enough. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I'd rather just watch the clock click over midnight and be like, yay, and eat some cheese. But Brian, didn't you experience well, you guys- some weirdness? I did, yeah. I experienced. I mean, at the time, I didn't think much of it until I started seeing other people talking about it. Okay. So, so <clears throat> we just got done playing Freebird, and <laughs> playing what again? No, oh, nothing. Just this <laughs> song, this long <laughs> song with the, by Skinner. Free, 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 free. Oh, all right, all right. One per episode. One per episode. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so we're, we're uh, we, you know we're we're getting ready to, uh, you know, scary turn to midnight. So a band's looking at their phones, and all our phones turn to midnight, like, ah, hey, Happy New Year's. And there's a TV on in the bar showing, like, the Dick Clark thing, and mm-hmm. the ball hadn't dropped yet. So we're all, like, looking around going, what in the world's going on? Like, two minutes later, it drops, and we're all looking at each other like, what? That was weird. Like, why did our phones turn so much earlier than what the TV did? Usually there's, like, a seven or, what, seven or ten second, la- ten right. second, second lag. And so anyways, then like the next day I started seeing other people comment about like, why, why was the ball drop? Why did the ball drop so late? My phone turned and like two or three minutes later, then the ball dropped. Hmm. But when I went to try to find any information on it, I could find no information on any of the official websites or no news coverage about it. Nothing. What were you searching? Were you searching for... Dick ball drop late. Because let me tell you, <laughs> that, that is not going to get you. The search results, I feel you were looking for, my friend. I didn't find any news at all. I found some other stuff, but not news. <laughs> I found some other stuff, and you know what? I don't know if I was irritated about it or turned on slightly. <laughs> some combination of both, There's I'm sure. A little yeah. bit of both, actually. This is not the information I was looking for. Oh, well, <laughs> huh. so so the TV well, was was just delayed. Fine, I get it. Um, let me ask you though. So I posted but, but, a picture but like today. Two minutes, so that's no Richard. That, Richard, that, that is really you're, you're, weird. That is you're like usually it's a seven second thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. For two some reason, is... there was a big, huge delay at the biggest festival. Not festival. The biggest uh, New Year's Eve celebration. New Year's Eve celebration in the country. Yeah. The country. It's. And it's it's weird because I've the two times that I've sat around and watched that it has been about seven to ten seconds delayed, which is ever since the Janet Jackson incident. Um, yes, just in case yeah. anybody has a boob exposed. That's right, right, like right. me. Um, it's, it's always possible. Um, so that's been pretty normal, but two minutes is a long time. That's a while. It was it was like weird because think about. You're on stage, you're like, I thought, like, it should have happened by now. And so we're all just standing around. In fact, I got it on film. Like, we're all just standing around looking at each other on film. Look at me. I got it on the VCR camera. Um, <laughs> no, I was recording my phone because it was so weird. It's funny because like, it's just, We're all just, like, looking at each other, like, what in the hell's going on? Like, what do we do now? <laughs> we thought it would be New Year's, and apparently it's not New Year's now. Dick Clark world, didn't say it was New Year's. You know, I think the some world people just were, put America you know, on pause for two minutes. That's all. Well, the, the conspiracy theorists have, you know, different ideas about what may have happened. 
Dude, I mean, I've told you, you know, I, I know a few conspiracy theorists. They, one minute they're talking about tin foil hats, the next minute it is literally the earth is flat, bricks can melt, the entire world was run by giants. It's a rabbit hole or a giant hole. But what I'm interested in, Bry, is the pedal board mm-hmm. that you took with you. Because I posted a picture on the one yeah. pedals uh, group tape. Did I don't you, know whether did you, you meant me. before and after? Yeah. Yeah, was, I figured you'd do like a before and after sort of Fine. Thing. That's okay. Because then I looked at it as like, I wonder if he was just showing me that he's using those prototype pedals as opposed to, <laughs> let's put them out in the public. Because they're public. Well, well anyway, you public. did blur though, right? Uh, uh, it is quite blurry. Okay, you can't. Okay. It, okay. If you can zoom in and see. I mean, look, people who listen to this show know what we're working on. We haven't made a big secret it, about it. You know what, though? I did get the coolest thing happen that happened right before this on New Year's, actually. Actually, oh, yeah? that was a set before. So about a hour before. Um, you know, like, it's just things are going fine. But then something happened that really raised my spirits tremendously. Did I, I just write that paragraph my, my, for you? My new good friend, Scotty Hill from Skid Row, texted me and said, Happy New Year's. Hey, hey, I mean, that- I did the little happy dance. It's almost—it's just always so close to like George Lynch doing it because both of them like really influenced me a lot. So yeah, I uh, it was a, it was a good thing. It, I, it inspired had- me to continue to play the Freebird solo in the vein of Scott. I don't did you like tape that. your phone to your head so everyone could see who it was who texted you? You should <laughs> no, have done. I didn't tell anybody, but I, I had tell you guys almost too. the same thing happen. You know. Except it was Derek from Revamps, but you know. That's, so that's I like had I had almost the same thing happened, except it was nobody and no messages were sent. But it's almost because exactly you, the same you thing. celebrate you celebrate Happy New Year at that wrong time, though. That's the problem. Uh, well, so. Yeah, I mean, well, the cool thing is Scotty is a big fan of DIY pedals. He builds a lot of pedals. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Perhaps he it's should like, talk to the English King of Fuzz because <laughs> I know a thing or two. It has to be said. I do know. <laughs> Let's see. Let's One see. One or two on. little Don't things. Don't say anything else. No, hold on. Just trying. <laughs> Shall now kneel before the British King of Fuzz. Please, please include your tariff of four transistors in the bucket beyond the moat. We will be out to fetch them forthwith. BC 108, please. <laughs> any peasants found withholding their required tax shall be force fed nothing but nickelback for the remainder of the year. <laughs> Look, we've had some bad kings in this country, but nobody would be that cruel. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, Blake, is if you come to this country, like when they do the state opening of parliament, they do actually speak like that after some trumpets have been played. So, I know. Uh, I've it, been there. It's real, Bri. We're not taking the mickey. But going back mm-hmm. to your gigging board, Bri, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't really changed as much as it looks. What? Two pedals are exactly the same from 2016. Let's see. Let's see which pedals the do Boss we have. The Boss EQ and the Tuner pedal. They have not changed. Yes. Well, actually, that's a newer version of the Tuner, I think. Is that's the C? Nope. That's sure. the same one. Yeah. So it's an ST300 from Sonic Research because that's my favorite tuner. And it's uh, the Boss um, GE7 because 
I love it. It's classic. I, I mean, Brian, can I just ask it. you of, uh, the question that is on surely everybody's lips right now? Is why aren't you making your own version of that ba- boss graphic equalizer? EQs don't sell. They're not sexy enough. And you heard it, yeah, because you did do it, the equator at one point, which is I a did. different type of. It's EQ semi-parametric, rated. which yeah. uh, is honestly a little more controllable. But con- uh, what I found out is it's very confusing to a lot of people. So, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like maybe I'll do an EQ later, but I want to wrap it up with something else, not just an EQ pedal. An EQ and a ring mod. An EQ and a talk box. Now, now we're we talking. are talking. Yeah. Ah, literally. Oh, look um, at that. <laughs> quick thing that I want to mention. Did you guys see that Dovey Das has a Funko, uh, like, custom puppet made of him? A Funko pop. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, no. you know, if you buy enough of them, like, we could probably get a Blake one made. Wait a minute. I've just had the world's greatest idea. Hmm. Uh, Have you? But yeah, that was oh, an amusing. No. <laughs> that was an amusing thing to see. It's quite a, a good-looking uh, Funko. He's quite a good-looking man. But what I do want to talk about before we delve into anything, before weird, we move I, on, real quick, can can I go back just a little bit? Because there's something I I forgot to mention. Oh yeah. Oh okay. About the pedal board. Yeah. yeah. What? <clears throat> so I was going to bring a deluxe reverb to the gig because okay. it's traditional country. You know, the other guy's using a Princeton. I didn't want to... I have a... Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, a Tyler amp that's kind of like a Princeton type of thing. Because I didn't want to use the exact same amp, but I still want it to be black facey. So I was going to bring my deluxe reverb. It's worked forever for the past 15 years. I go in to plug it in before I take off. It decides it's not going to work anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, great. So what am I going to do now? So I ended up pulling out a brown face deluxe reverb clone that we used to make called the it was called the coyote only made like five of them or something and put and put it in there and it works fantastic for what we were doing and then the pedal that worked the best that surprised me was the bell based on the nobles so i'm sitting there thinking like we need to as a company i would like to do a deluxe version of that but i don't know what Uh, options I think everybody I want to would do like exactly. you to do a deluxe version. Of, I can tell you what options I would add to a deluxe version of a bell. You'd need to basically add an extra two knobs to it, though, Bri. But, well, like what? Like EQ knobs? Like just do a standard bass mids and no, treble you'd, again? No, you'd have to or? add a Tumnus gain knob and a Tumnus treble knob, because I would add a Tumnus to the bell, and that would be my bell deluxe. Because those two pedals together... A lot of pedals stack great with the Tumnus, stack great with the Ego. There is something really magical about a Tumnus and a Bell together. Really, like, really magical. And I, I Are you talking like, a dual pedal? You're talking yeah. a dual. I, I, wanna, I want two switches. I want a Tumnus circuit. I want a Bell circuit. I want a clean blend between the two. And it must be remote controlled and helicopter available. But then you run into, well, how many times are you going to remake a Tumnus? So you got this Tumnus, you got it in the gearbox, you got it in this, you got it in that, you got it in this. I mean, we could tweak the Tumnus. And hold you got on, it in on. that, too. <laughs> but yes, uh, a Bell Deluxe, I, I think we should talk about that off this. I, I, I think if you do that, that, the thing you should probably do is not do it and make a new Leviathan. Uh, so, oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hmm. You did say I could do a little bit. So, I, I, before we go on to the next, um, uh, there are other yes. topics that we're going to have to miss. Um, I love the fact that you're using the gearbox to replace your pinnacle and tumnus, though, Bri, because oh, that, it's, th- that's what it's there for, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. the perfect thing for what I do. Yeah, just, I do, uh, I, I, yeah it's great. I, I noticed you had the electric love. Um, yeah, on, on Yeah, I, I, I think we also need to make our own version of that once he's stopped making money for charity. Uh, it feels a lot like doing an underdog. I, that was that circuit was for a specific reason. Now maybe um, I add it with something else, but to do the exact same. What, thing. what about if you added it to a bell? What if we had a blues driver bell? We'll call it the bell driver. Oh no, that sounds rude. Um, maybe maybe that's just me over there. The blue bell. The bell we could driver. call it the blue bell, Bry. Oh my God! I've just mm-hmm. come up with the greatest. Not to be confused with the dry bell. Right. No, I mean I, I, I'm eighty percent sure there is a blue bell pedal already. Yes, but uh, well, I mean, no matter what name you come up with, there's a ninety five percent chance someone else has already. That's it. true. There is. <laughs> this is um, true. But no, ni- nice board, Bry. Um, there was something on there which I ha- no one's commented about yet, and if they do, I'll be intrigued to see what they say. But anyhow, I got to give a shout out to this Red Witch thing uh, that went on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know whether you guys have seen it, but um, so I, I guess it's the owner. I don't know who the owner of Red Witch is, but I think um, his father passed away, and so as a tribute to him, he released sixty one of a kind Falcor pedals. And each one had a different picture of his dad, like, as a graphic on it. And I think as a tribute, like, if my daughter did that for me after I passed away, I think that's beautiful. What is really beautiful is all the pictures he's picked look amazing and kind of tell a story. And, you know, we, we talk about the sharp end of the business a hell of a lot. But let's go back to basics. We're selling toys, and he's made wonderful toys. To, to pay tribute to someone he loves. And I think that is absolutely stunning. Um, and I utterly commend Red Witch Pedals for doing this. Um, uh, yeah, and they did it. Uh, every, sing- every single one, uh, Fingle? Every single one. Every single one is unique too, not just in the graphic, but he's made some tweaks to the circuits as well. And nice. it's a modulation pedal, if I remember correctly. Is that right? It's a chorus, I think, or a phaser. I yes. can't remember now. I, I saw it briefly, and then it, it, it was an ad, and it went away, and I, I didn't re-Google until... It, it, it's an all-analog-y, yeah, chorus-y modulation pedal, I think. I think I mean, cool. chorus and, and tremolo are probably, you know, cousins, let's just say. So sure. it's probably a very modulated chorus pedal. But I like that everyone's unique, and that everyone has its own unique picture, and... Once it's done, it's done. I thought it was a really cool idea as well. I don't know anyone over there, but I still like the idea. Very I, cool. I, honestly, very rarely does a story actually pull on my heartstrings. I think the last one that really made me... I mean, obviously, we know about Ben and Electric Love. Uh, I think the time that, that Brian accidentally bought Crunchy instead of Smooth Peanut Butter was the last time I felt this emotionally charged <laughs> by an event. But... <clears throat> no, these are and awesome. I believe uh, he's called. They're called. It's called the Falcor. And if I remember the story correctly, it's because his kids called their grandpa. Falcor. Oh, I'd, I'd missed that, mm-hmm. but that is so so cool. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, yes, he's the luck dragon from NeverEnding Story. Brilliant. Yes. Honestly. I think they would like ride on his shoulders or something and pretend to be Falcor or something like that. these have already sold out. And if they haven't, listeners, you should go and buy one because this is peddled history right here. Don't buy a a, a Tumnus Germanium from a scalper on eBay unless his name is Ollie 2000. Then, yeah, go and and buy whatever he's selling. Um, yeah, so that was awesome. A um, th- couple of other very quick things before we got to wrap this one up. Uh, I saw yes. MXR have released today, in fact, a new Echo pedal called the Joshua, which I guess is named after U2's The Joshua Tree and not sure. after Joshua Heath Scott of JHS Pedals. But I'm sure. going to say they're going to grab some of the SEO attention from the latter. So uh, I'd like to he- hereby announce the brand new... Wampler JHS3 series. Uh, (laughs) 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 I I, I love this strategy. That's a great strategy. Yeah. Right. um, So anyhow, we need to get on to the um, patron show. Bri, we need to talk about TikTok. Oh, I didn't mention... uh, I sent sent you guys a little snippet of me playing some guitar with my cousin uh, the other day. Yeah, that Um, was great. A little bit, well, of, a little it, bit of Floyd going on. A bit of Floyd. Um, it, it, you know, it wasn't perfect. I, I messed up a few times, but it was lovely because the bass guitar he was playing was my um, my Japanese jazz bass, which his nice. brother, my cousin Viv, who passed away sadly a couple of years ago, always used to play when he came over. I mean, like for the last ten years or whatever. And when he passed away, I don't know whether you remember the story, but I put a customized laser etched backplate that's got like a, a photo I took of Viv on it and shine on you crazy diamond. So that bass has extra special mojo. Uh, and, and Paul was playing that. I was on the guitar and uh, Pink Floyd were on the vocals, I guess. Um, <laughs> Very nice. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, but it, Oh, and something else. Today is the first time I've picked up a guitar in a week. I literally have had a week off the guitar. And you know what? I sounded absa friggin' lutely magnificent. I played some stuff. I believe it. I, you know what? I think there's something to be said for taking a break, guys. Especially if you're doing yeah, lessons. Yeah, like refocuses it, your brain in a way, like resets Dude, things. like I was able to play licks that I've been thinking about for years, but I just never had the space to process. And suddenly mm. those licks came out and like I fluffed one of my solos. And instead of doing what I normally do, which is go, I just like, I glossed over. I found some new notes that worked even better. I was like, ah. Jimi Hendrix, what did you know about the guitar? Dude, I sounded magnificent. (laughs) So I don't know whether it's ear fatigue, whether it's your brain fixing stuff over the downprint, but all guitarists, I would say, take a week off. Every year, take a week off and come back and tell me if your playing's improved. And if it has, it's $500 to Ollie2000 on eBay. Oh, no, wait a minute, (laughs) HMRC will tax me. Uh, You can send it to uh, the, the Brian... Oliver, uh, trust for Blakes. How about that? <laughs> trust for wayward Blakes. Help me. I'm lost. <laughs> All right. Well, let me give a huge shout out to our executive producers real quick. All we right. have a long list of them. This, is, this list is growing. So this is great. I love People you People are all. digging the Patreon, you know? Yeah, and this is just the executives. They're going to dig yeah. this one because this is- we have got some good subjects, Brian. Not only are we going to be talking about Moravec's paradox, we're going to be talking about the Mandela effect. Oh, my God. Anyway, mm-hmm. read away, Brian. 
right. Bill Bays, Justin Burke, David Tindall, Night Haas, Dave Trombetti, Shannon Weaver and the band Reduced to Rust, Eric Wilson, Radar Frostad, Michael Freer, Sean Arbo of Gun Street Wiring, Rick Cahoon of Honey Picks, Patrice Fournays, Dylan Toxtone, Scientific Uppercut, Kevin Harrington, Barry from Grez Guitars, Tom Kelly, Jake Young from the Man the Helm podcast, Pigsy, John O'Neill, Robert Carr, Hunter Hudson, Rob Stokes, El Giburito, El Giburito, can I, is that right? El Giburito. That's what the username says. All right. Hopefully that's, that's not a word that we're not supposed to say. I don't, I don't know. know. Don't know what that means. Swore. Maybe it no, means Telecaster in, uh, in Spanish or something. In, in Nick, Spanish. Sp- <laughs> Nick Spano, Sasha Sir, Jay Stratton, Seth Williford, Harry Post, Grumpy Mike, Harvey Pedals, Allison Carroll, Patrick Zeller, Bum Laser, Anthony Stevens, Chris Brown, Philip Carter of the 40 Watt Podcast, Mark Bauman, Bowman, that gets me every time. I think it's Bauman. Is it Bauman? I think. Mark Bauman? Yeah. That's what you are now, Mark. Mark (laughs) Bauman. Christopher Logan and Jason Englehart. And um, we'll see you on Patreon. Oh, wait, one quick thing. One quick thing. A gibberito is a Cuban sandwich made with plantains instead of bread, and it sounds delicious. Oh. Mm-hmm. There that, you go. That's, a, that's yeah. almost as good as Telecatchers. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Dome podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, simply email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts. Also check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob and make sure you check out wamplerpedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, twice the amount of podcast episodes, simply check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasing tone podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.